0: Tócame. Will help us discover, embrace, and connect with the sacred core of childhood that resides within each of our hearts. I am your host, Marla Hughes. Today, I'm excited to read another episode of The War Diaries by Amber, which talks about Amber and Paul's experience and uh, life helping and having 40 now refugees from the Ukraine living with them. I thought I would do it on Thursday because um, I've been reading the War Diaries on Monday, but I wanted to remind everyone that we're doing this and how important it is. Enjoy. War Diaries, May 5th, 2022, Day 71 an open thank you letter to all of our donors. Dear donors, the art studio is taking shape. The lingerie is a large open area which sits in the cold near year round. It opens its stores to our short summer for a few scheduled events and then patiently waits its return the following season. It will not take much to convert into a space of creativity. Tomorrow, we are driving to Krakow to buy easels and paint and paper, brushes, pencils, and pens. The criteria at She Hoof is first use what you have. We have tables and chairs in the house. We have a water source to include a wash basin for cleanup. We have natural lighting and French doors that lead to the park on three sides. It seems too that we have a few artists in house. And certainly many children who want to join in on the fun. We are picking up our sewing machine, clearing a space for it in the upstairs Cytelnia reading room study and play area where a project already awaits. Our seamstresses are interested in making curtains and tablecloths from the fabrics I will bring home from Krakow. Paul and I encourage them to make the things they'd like, and we can take them to marketplaces to sell. It's a fulfilling way for them to earn money for themselves. The contract for the apartment in Gacao is nearing a signature. The foundation is leasing a space in town for an unsighted couple. We will also subsidize their food bill and are currently in discussion about what other kind of support they might need for a less difficult transition. The house is full. We are now over 40 residents. Thus far, we have been able to provide food, shelter, medicine, shoes, clothes, personal hygiene products, and field trips every two to three weeks. On Sunday, I believe everyone is signed up to go to Torcarnia an ethnographic outdoor museum. It's a children's paradise. For the 40 individuals here at She-Hoof, is the donors who have made the difference in their lives. 40 people, each with a complicated, some even more complicated history story and hardship that they must daily maneuver. she offers a safe and secure place from the other confusion of the outside world. Here, children can run and play freely without fear of any harm coming to them. This alone comforts our mothers. Everyone shares a nutritious diet, peaceful surroundings, and on Friday nights, we have wine together, and sometimes the women sing Ukrainian songs. It's a lively atmosphere of hard work during the week, school and chores, and it is as close to a normal life as the one left behind. This is because of our donors. We could not have done this without you, so please accept my heartfelt gratitude for the difference you have made in the lives of those who are suffering the great loss of displacement. Finally, I know that some of you have read our website, but for those of you who have not, I would like to close with the only diary entry I have of my mother-in-law, during the Ruzasa years of 1939 to 1945, when her manor home was filled to capacity with those seeking shelter from the war. From her diary. Organization. Get up early. Indicate what work needs to be done. The cleaning all corners of the house. Be dedicate a specific hour in which everything in the larder is passed out. Give money to the ones who need it. C. Let all know the day before what duties will need doing the day after. D. Don't put out so much sugar when serving tea. Think about everything you do beforehand. Careful not to waste food. E. Take care of the furniture and be sure it doesn't fall into disrepair. The things that are broken, put in another place so they can be mended. F, clean windows, beat rugs, wash linen, pack winter coats and mothballs, polish the door handles, put everything on the calendar. G, consider the relationships of the poor and the other house guests. Take to heart their destiny. Don't ask ordinary questions. Ask myself if I have done everything for them. Look for Jesus in them and believe that Jesus is in me and will do something through me. Listen to them with great attention. Try to console them. Don't say superficial things to them, but with the real love which you have within you. Enter into work alongside them and make an effort to make it easier. Rose Kienwitz, was somewhere between 19 and 24 when she wrote this. She continues to inspire me beyond the grave and that I can even attempt to the care she brought to another person's life or even half aspire to be of service to humanity as she was. To walk a bit in these footsteps gives me profound joy. She is my North Star. And when there is conflict, as there is from time to time, I do find myself wondering, how this young girl would have handled things. Thank you again, and I will be sending pictures of the art studio as it takes shape and of what the women decide to stitch. God bless you, all who have done more than their part to make someone else's life a little bit easier. With love and my final thoughts on poets and poetry, it keeps me going, Amber. This is by Adrian Rich. Poetry has the capacity to remind us of something we are forbidden to see, a forgotten future. A still uncreated side whose moral architecture is founded not on ownership and dispossession, the subjection of women, outcast and tribe, but on the continuous redefining of freedom. The word now held under house arrest by the rhetoric of the free market. This ongoing future written off over and over is still within view. All over the world, its past are being rediscovered and reinvented. War Diaries, May 12th, 2022, day 78. I would like to ask a question which may lead us to something, what will make man change deeply, fundamentally, radically. He has had crisis after crisis. He has had a great many shocks. He has been through every kind of misfortune, every kind of war, personal sorrow, and so on. If one is concerned as one must be with humanity, with all the things that are going on, what would be the right action to move man out of one direction to another. This was by J. Krishnamurti in the ending of time with Dr. David Bohm, 1985. Alla is leaving next week to join her family already in the UK. I sat down yesterday, engaged my translator and said, I will miss you, Lady Lola. I'm sorry you have to leave. I want to draw a circle around us until you can go home again. She responded with tears in her eyes. Let me tell you about war. I have lived through two, lost two houses, two jobs, and my friends. What followed were more tears and talk of her travels to London with Lola, the anticipation of reuniting with her children again, her mother, our plan to see each other once more, Someday soon, maybe. The war or the euphemism for war, the invasion has only been active for 78 days. And there's a noticeable resentment when the subject arises, an observable inconvenience. Today, one of the ladies who work here, works here and has worked here for five years decided to call me downstairs because she had something important to tell me. She was cleaning out the refrigerator on the right, the one least used, and felt the urge to point out the waste. She produced three small bowls and one small pot of spaghetti noodles. Hmm, well, what's this? As she shakes the pot of pasta at me. Well, hardly the quantity of waste one would expect from all meals, from seven days, from 40 people, in fact, in these pitifully small bowls of someone's forgotten leftovers and one pot of noodles. There's no doubt of the animosity in the atmosphere, a stir beneath the surface like a geyser about to spew. It's not always evident. Sometimes it's quite subtle, like the close scrutiny from those in the grocery store usually the ones in line behind us, the ones having to wait. There are also the political disputes in which I choose not to participate for a multitude of reasons, but the arguments born against aid to the Ukrainians, which those who are opposed are likely annoyed that they're having to bankroll what could be a very long war at the expense of their own needs. It's not an unreasonable grievance. When the sun sets on Hoof and the day's work is done, the only strength I have left is to remember that tomorrow we need to buy slippers for Natasha, medicine for Sasha, lenses for Masha, dog carriers, and a suitcase for Allah, always endlessly, the daily shopping, what we're running low on, and what we can put off even until the day after tomorrow. Then the unanswered questions that cause such an inner agitation. Whose house will be destroyed next? Will anybody tell me or will I only find out in passing afterwards? Is there a friend or acquaintance left behind now buried under the rubble? Is there anyone in need of greater care? Who was especially hurting today? Who is putting on the bravest face? Who's afraid to ask us for something they need but don't want to trouble us? Did I remember to buy hot chocolate for Alesha and her grandfather? Have I told someone today how beautiful they look? Not everyone is in such a situation of sensitivity, so it's not surprising that there is conflict around the subject of assistance, which is probably why I try to find my peace of mind in poetry. What will make us change deeply, fundamentally, radically? I don't know the answer to this question and likely never will. So the best I can do is carry on every day, even when I'm tired and don't feel like shopping for 40 people or don't feel like being nice because I might be feeling irritable or unwell. And even when I'm scared about our future here, I must find my way to renewal. Isn't that what being human is? Friendship? Remembering the other who suffers just like you, who hurts like you, who is scared like you, who is irritable and not feeling like being so nice like you. Each and every one of us here must find our way together alongside our human emotions, our disadvantages, our bad days, and our good ones. We're not really all that different one from the other. We must take care for each other, remembering this, that we are more alike, then we are different. For me, this war is not about politics or pundits who spout their high-handed opinions. It's about clean sheets and drawing paper, sharpened pencils, blueberries in season, and ice cream from time to time because it's a treat. Anxiety. This day is just like Chopin's anxiety. The day, birds are low above their ground, restless, startled from their nests. They are listening. Silence in nature. Heat like before the storm. Low dark clouds flow from the west. Spring gales roll through the sky. Crouching fear in my heart. Longing, longing. I want to walk on soggy distant roads. Listen to the roar of winds. Catch the breath of spring. Feel the deepest, find the silence of love. I go, I do not find, I change and I come back. The cottagers were somewhere far away, clouds that went east, and on the east side, there are lonely trees, dark inclined. In the wind they stand and silence, shaken in anxiety with anxiety. This war for me is not about politics. What the hell is that anyway? It's about human suffering all around. Thank you for listening today and I will continue on Mondays. And if you would like to donate to the cause, the information will be um, in my show notes. Thank you so much for listening.